Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Modern Way to Podcast. We're doing a bonus pod today and we are checking in with people in and out of the industry. We want to know how and if the quarantine has impacted your life and work. Today's second edition, we're joined by Fred Graham, my good friend, actually. How you doing, Fred? Good, good, Marlon. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. As usual, we're joined by my good friend, Danny DeVilla. What's up, people? How are we all doing out there today? Fred, how the hell? <laughs> that was my question. How the hell are you? you oh, is that to me? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. You know, obviously, uh, the world has changed, quite frankly, you know, quite a lot in the last couple of months, but we're, we're set in pace and we're doing well. So, uh, doing good. It's good to catch up with you guys. So, before I ask how you're dealing with all of this, is your wife working? No, it's a great question. Uh, she is currently furloughed. Um, okay. She was, uh, yeah, so that's one impact that happened probably about a month, month and a half ago. Um, so with her job and the industry she's in, uh, this is impacted. She's in the travel industry. Wow. So, so that impacted her. And uh, so she was furloughed. The good news is it's a furlough. So once this, you know, to get past all this, her job is still there and she will be going back to her position. Uh, but currently, she is now the homeschool teacher for my two kids. Uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> She's uh, looking forward to going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you had to do any of the homeschooling? Yeah, yeah, I have. I mean, it's it's different because it's all online now, and, uh, and it's just frustrating. It's always already frustrating with the Common Core stuff, but then you get into doing it on the computers and everything you got to follow and. And they're pretty rigid with it, and they're doing conference calls with the students and the kids. Okay. Uh, so it's 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 serious stuff. How old are your kids? Uh, ten and eight. Okay. Ten conference eight. calls with ten year olds and eight year olds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the younger set is it's a little bit more challenging. You know, uh, man, don't even get me started on Common Core. I I already don't have any hair, and I pulled my hair out a couple years ago. <laughs> it's like the long way of doing the wrong oh, thing. It's the, it's the worst math ever invented. Oh <laughs> man, if I if I could choke it, but <laughs> it really is so horrendous. My mind could be like, yeah, we have to. I was like, no, 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 that's not math. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, whatever happened That's like to ten a- extra steps if something was so simple? Exactly. <laughs> From A to B, we got to go around C, D, and F. Swing yeah, back around. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so now uh, it takes you two hours to take a test instead of just 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so you are an essential worker now, Fred? Is that the deal? Yes, I am. Yeah, and, in the food industry. Okay, so I ordered masks a while ago. They haven't come in yet. So I'm working with like a bandana and a T-shirt and stuff like that, improvised. What kind of mask are you, are you working with? Yeah, well, when we first started, so I uh, just a little bit who I am, a managing partner for a national uh, restaurant chain, and uh, you know, so part owner in the in the the company that I'm in. And at first, when all this went down, it was really difficult to get you know the normal medical mask. So we went that route too. We had bandanas for all of our employees, okay, uh, to be wearing as masks. And since then, slowly, they've been getting in. Masks that we look like it may look like they were made out of t-shirts. So there's companies out there that are making some money off of this. <laughs> um, and, and then we started getting in, you know, what you would what you would normally see as a medical mask. But it's been slowly trickling in. Um, and the biggest thing for us is just make sure that we're providing those that personal protection equipment uh, to all of our employees um, as they're interacting with uh, guests as well. Uh, but we're also providing safety glasses as, as well, uh, goggles, whatever you want to call them. Of course, we've always had the rubber gloves, too. So it's 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 really the number one priority every day uh, that we make sure we have that equipment for all of our employees to be wearing. Okay. And are you guys, uh, how are you handling staff? So I can't imagine that you have a full staff. You just, uh, how are you handling that? Yeah, it's been challenging. You know, uh so whether they choose not to work just because of their own fear or hesitancy or they're choosing to go to unemployment, um, I have to say that where I am, we've been lucky enough to retain probably about 80% of our staff, wow, uh, which has been great. But, but yeah, but there are other, you know, uh, other restaurants, even in my market that, uh, you know, that, that it's 50% or 40%. So it's, it's really uh, city by city okay. and how they retain and whatever the reasons were. So it's been a struggle. Now, at first when this really started and, you know, the restrictions started really coming down, um, you know, at first it was, you know, 50% reduction in occupancy. Okay. Uh, so people were still allowed to come in the restaurant and work in the restaurant. So, it wasn't so bad there, but then when the stricter restrictions came that we just went to, you know, the curbside or to go uh, business model, that's when it really, we really took a nosedive in sales. And it was really difficult to uh, get hours for the staff. Uh, we made a commitment to that though. It wasn't really about making money um, at the restaurant and the, and the organization. I mean, it was really about taking care of our people. Um, you know, reality sets in where you know, there's only so many hours for people. So some people started dropping off, but we really kind of stuck to, we're going to get hours for people. Um, and that what we've continued to do. Okay. So what that you said, you mentioned, uh, curbside and takeout. Um, so do you, uh, do you, are you associated with any, uh, delivery programs? Yeah, we don't do delivery. Okay. The one thing we don't do, it's something that our CEO has been pretty adamant about, even during the normal times. Okay. Um, he didn't want to do any type of third-party delivery 
or our own delivery service. You know, he thinks it obviously takes away from the quality of the food. So uh, we've never done delivery, and it doesn't look like we're going to do it even during this, okay. uh, which I do appreciate that he sticks to his, you know, his um, kind of guns with that. that that's a firm mm-hmm. belief that he has. And uh, do, you, do you guys do any uh, liquor, any to-go liquor, anything like that? Yeah, you know, it's funny. When we first started this, we were we, we were doing it. We had a, a temporary license to do it. Uh, but during the crisis, one, we didn't see a lot of action with it, you know, to be honest, and we thought we would, but because liquor stores are also essential. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they're, you know, and it's really, we don't have to-go containers. So we can sell bottled beer, obviously okay. not open. Um, we toyed around with like margaritas, but again, they didn't really hold well because we're putting them in styrofoam cups. So it's mm-hmm. available, but people, it's not really one of the items that they're requesting from us. Uh, I think it's more because again, liquor stores are open. Uh, so they're just kind of going there. Sure. Got to go to the source. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's the most ridiculous mask you've seen so far? Or improvised <laughs> mask. <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of the guys that uh, I see, he's got a, he puts on Facebook a mask of the day. You know, that's so, interesting. <laughs> one, the funniest one I said, now hopefully it's not, not not inappropriate, but one with small penises on it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the reason is, if someone comes up to them and says, <laughs> this is what he said, I don't know if it's happened yet. So, you know, you have small penises on your mask. He said, well, I do that because it's telling me you're just too close to me, so move away. Oh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. I like that. So I thought that was pretty funny. I like that. that. I like that. That, that's, that's, that. That'll sell. I tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the things that come out of, uh, of these uh, these quarantine times. You know, it's like so many memes and stories and and things you never thought of. And my cousin Troy in Toronto uh, sent me an article the other day from the Toronto Herald. And it's about this man, he's 53 years old, and he found out that his wife was age appropriate. (laughs) She was in her 40s. (laughs) And he had no idea because she was going to the spa, getting them uh, treatments. And then the lines started coming back in her forehead her lips were getting deflated. Her roots were showing. <laughs> this is a real story. He's all mad. He's fi- he filed for a divorce. <laughs> that is the wildest thing. Like they could not have spent that much time together if he had no idea. But she, I guess she can't go to the salon and the treatment center. So the real her is coming out slowly. <laughs> What uh, what challenges have you, other than the, the personal protection equipment, obviously um, getting people hours, what unusual challenges did you not see coming with this uh, slow time? Yeah, I think the one thing that we don't realize until, you know, something like this is, is how, I mean, for lack of better words, is sometimes how unsanitary we are, you know, just <laughs> as a society. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I and mean, obviously in the restaurant industry, it's always top of mind to you know clean and wash your hands, and but even taking it to another level where don't rub your eyes, don't touch your face, you know, changing your gloves every fifteen to twenty minutes, if not sooner than that, front of house doing the same thing, washing your hands all the time. Again, we've always talked about it, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it, is it done in practice at every restaurant? I don't know. I couldn't speak to that. But it's when you start really diving into what we're doing right now and what we have to do, you know, I, I compare, and it's probably a bad comparison, but, you know, to 9-11 where everything from a security standpoint changed within the world. And that's what's going to happen with this. I mean, this is going to be a new normal once we come out of this in regards to sanitation and, and best practices and how we handle and sanitation everywhere. Um, but it's amazing, you know, what you don't really think of until you really have to think or you take for granted. True. You know, everything I do now, especially when you've got kids and you're around kids and you're, you know, we're, we're dealing with people. So we're trying not to do, you know, when do we're doing this curbside to go. I mean, our parking lot is our dining room now. Mm-hmm. Our whole floor plan is the parking lot. And we've created technology around that, you know, and our servers actually have, you know, four table stations and their parking spots, you know, <laughs> that's interesting. And it's, it's crazy. Uh, but you know, it's social distancing It's six feet apart. Like you cannot go within six feet of a car. Um, and so, you know, that's just think about how difficult that is, especially in a restaurant, yeah. you know, even in a kitchen, you know, you guys have worked in restaurants all, all your lives. I mean, you know how it is in a kitchen trying to keep six feet apart is, is certainly very challenging on a cook line. Um, you know, so I think those are things that are really the, the difficult parts is just being very top of mind every day on this, knowing what's going on in the world, not taking it for granted. Um, and that we are out in the public still, you know, working with people and that we have to keep all those things in mind, you know, to make sure that we're, we're all doing our part, even though we're essential. That is a good point. I've, I mean, I've ordered uh, food, but I've never really given thought and I'm in the business to. I mean, is one person going to execute the entire dish not to be within because it's a corporation, really, uh, between different mm-hmm. stations when uh, when certain things are being uh, assembled? And uh, yeah, what we've done, you know, is we've marked the floor, you know, so everybody kind of has an area of the floor that's six feet apart from somebody else. OK. Um, and it's it's challenging. I'm not saying it's easy, especially, you know, if you're in a, in a busy restaurant. Um, yeah, so that's, but that's one of the things that I know that that we've done as an organization. So let's switch gears now, um, to a more personal matter. I have to really reveal you as the person that has gotten me into the restaurant business. (laughs) (laughs) We did a show, Danny, what, what show was it? Was it the, uh, the first day show? Yeah. 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 I described, Mm -hmm. uh, how, how I actually got my first, uh, restaurant job. My man, oh, this one that stole the job from you originally. Oh, uh, I didn't even go for it. I, I, I was like, man, you're crazy. They didn't even like, you know, I don't even know if they're hiring. I was at the still in the parking lot of the movie theater in his car <laughs> and he went across the street and uh, I was like, what's taking him so long to fill out an application? He's like, oh, I got a job. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I should have came with. And I think would you work there like six months to a year before? Before you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Because the problem was you didn't have a car. <laughs> <laughs> I rode my bike, though. I rode my bike. To... <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, man, I forgot about that. That was the worst, closing down the kitchen and then riding my bike home. Oh, man. Thanks a lot, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that day like it was yesterday in the movie theater. <laughs> oh, man, I, I do, too. I, I do, too. That's crazy. 
So tell me about your sp- your stops after that. I mean, obviously we we're on the line together, um, and we worked at Bennigan's at the time. That was my first restaurant job, and then you went on to. Um, did you go straight into management after uh it was like i mean we were there for many years but uh yeah yeah i was i was at bennigan's for you know a total of 16 years jesus you know and you know we're both on a cook line but then i i went you know i did it i went out to the front of the house and bartended and all that key employee and then uh but then i think it was a couple of years i moved down to syracuse that's right you know and and, and that's when i went into management is okay. into the Syracuse Bennington, you know, working with, you know, our good friend Jim Clancy down there. And, um, yeah, that's when I went to management. And, you know, from there was history, became general manager, moved out to Ohio, opened up a couple of restaurants out there, and then uh, eventually got promoted to area director. Uh, and that's what I did up until I left, um, you know, Bennington's. So, yeah, Bennigan's was a good company back then. It was, it was, it, was, it provided a lot of opportunities for a lot of people, especially me, and uh, never regret my time there. Plus, I met, met a bunch of great people that I'm still best friends with to this day. Hells yeah, a bunch of great people. We even had uh, a while back, oh man, it must have been show number 10 almost. I don't know. We had uh, Jeff Lyons on, on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he talked to us about uh, his place, uh, the Buffalo Roadhouse Grill, and things like that. So, um, yeah, you know what? I, I have to reach out to him again and see how he's doing. But yeah, I still yeah, and he's got a different perspective. I mean, he's a, a you know a, a small business operator that's been impacted by this uh, pretty greatly in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I you know, obviously keep in touch with him still uh, being out here too. So yeah. Fantastic, man. That's uh, that's great, man. I, I I wish you all the success in the world, and I'll keep up with you and make sure that uh, you know, uh, you get in some of this uh, good old Common Core uh, <laughs> homeschooling. <laughs> Take some pressure off of the wife, you know. Uh, well, yeah, no, I appreciate the podcast. Are great. I listen to them, so you guys do a great job, and it's very real stuff you talk about. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I've actually passed it along to some of the people I work with. So. Awesome. Thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you so much. That's the, really the best way that you can really help us out. And if you're, if you're out there in the audience and you like what we do, uh, sharing is caring, you know, that's, uh, helps us to grow. And this is why we do this, uh, shedding light on our industry, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly, but mostly it's, uh, it's discourse for us to talk about and, uh, and have fun. And maybe we learn something along the way. So thanks again for your time and uh, continued success. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. I'm Dan Davila. And subscribe, 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 people. Thank you so much, buddy. It was so good to hear from you. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Yep. Thank you very much, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.